0: it's been real fun mm-hmm. would you like to talk more about my uh, bodily functions not in the least i would like to hear more of your chewing <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 rhyme or free it doesn't matter to me it's my bad poetry good day and welcome to my bad poetry A podcast where we take a deep dive into our poems from youth, yesteryear, or even yesterday. Always asking the question, why in the world did I write this? I'm Aaron. (laughs) And I'm Dave. And together this week, we are looking at a poem from the third anthology of my high school collection, Analogy of Life. Dave, Uh, has that title grown on you yet? Like a
0: a fungus growing on top of... Food
1: in the fridge, yes. Hmm. Let's, uh, break that awkward silence. (laughs) (laughs) Dave, Were you able to put words to a page during your prolongated illness? I... Prolongated... Wow, you are truly a poet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I, I wrote a beautiful poem. I don't have a title.
1: Ah, you owe me cake. I owe you cake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A time chain hangs on the kitchen wall. Below lies a card with books for all. A box has chocolates behind each door. We need another calendar to get to four.
1: Did you eat all the chocolates of your advent calendar, Dave?
0: No. Not yet. Um... (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> no
0: we we have a time chain like the little loops of yeah. paper yeah and you pull those off yeah so that's time chain okay and then he got an advent calendar from one of our friends that has some disney books behind each door
1: oh
0: and then he got a chocolate advent calendar from my mom so he's got three advent calendars
1: oh okay i was interpreting that you needed another calendar to get to day four because you've eaten all the chocolate. Oh, that
0: would have made sense, but no.
1: Okay, no. I'm following now. Well, Costco sells advent calendars with wine behind each door.
0: Yep, I've also seen ones with whiskey, which seems
1: dangerous. Yeah, it's it's a very odd way of um, preparing for the way of the Lord. <laughs>
0: Let every valley be lifted up, and as well as the people who, you know, have had an entire bottle of wine every day. You will be lit. Um, (laughs) You are not. No.
1: No? (laughs) Well, your poem insisted that you need four advent wreaths. Sorry, advent calendars. Yeah. I am bringing to us the third silence poem of four, so... You you're getting what you what you wished for here, Dave.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. This one is creatively titled <laughs> Silence 3. Oh my gosh. But it's I I I. <laughs>
0: you also owe me cake cuz that is a cake title if I've ever heard one.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, you ready for it? No. But let's do this thing. Silence is the blank canvas for the composer. The blank page, waiting to be molded, waiting to be destroyed. To be made into a masterpiece of sound. A Mona Lisa of notes, a Rushmore of melodies. And the composer sits in silent content. Yep. <laughs> hey, it's uh it's, um, it's different than it's silent. different. Yeah. This should speak st- straight to your heart, Dave. Because Okay. Because you were a, a music minor. Yep. And uh have dabbled and, in poetry. And John not- <laughs>
0: Cage is
1: annoying. <laughs> But, 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 I'm not saying that John Cage's silence is the the masterpiece. I'm saying silence is waiting to be broken. It yes. is it is the music that is the masterpiece.
0: I have so many questions about this. Okay, let's let's go. Okay, first of all, um did you just write sentences that were like just very straightforward and then you jumbled up which noun went with which verb? Because you have a blank canvas for a composer, that doesn't draw on canvas. The blank page to be molded or destroyed. <laughs> um, you have Mona Lisa on canvas of notes, a Rushmore. We're we're gonna come back to that word. Yeah. Um, of melodies, <laughs> and the composer sits in silent content. <laughs> But like it feels like you're trying to do something poetic with like the wrong material for the
1: job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so I'm doing I'm doing some um like some comparative metaphors here. Mm-hmm. So the blank canvas for the composer is the yep. silence. Yep. Yeah. I do understand that a blank page is not molded unless you're folding it into an awesome airplane.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Which, um,
0: which then is destroyed by me because I'm a bully, apparently. <laughs>
1: but no, I, I, I was not thinking origami. Um, <laughs> I can probably safely bet that. <laughs> yeah. Waiting to be destroyed. How would a blank page be destroyed? Burn. Fire. Yeah. So that doesn't work either, cause the idea is that it you're destroying the blankness, not the page.
0: Yeah, but I mean I can I can bend that for artistic license.
1: Okay. Okay. I'll allow it. Um made into a masterpiece of sound. Okay. So the silence is both the the canvas, and it is what's made into sound. That doesn't make any sense. No, no. Mm-hmm.
0: these these metaphors that you attempted, and I'm going to lovingly say attempted, <laughs> um, are in the most Minnesotan way interesting. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, don't you know? Oh, don't you know?
1: Well, so so Dave, you said you had many questions. Yes. I have uh, clearly
0: answered none of them.
1: Yep, okay. Next one?
0: Okay. Um Rushmore.
1: Uh, yeah. Are you
0: are you referring to Mount Rushmore or the movie
1: Rushmore? <laughs> <laughs> I okay, being as the cinephile that I am, uh I have yet to see Rushmore. I also have never <laughs> seen it. <laughs> I, it's you know, Wes it's,
0: Anderson, so I know I'm not gonna like it.
1: Yeah, it's it's a Wes Anderson early classic. Um, yeah, I'd probably I I'd probably like it. I'm I like I don't know. Yeah, I have you very, are a frustrating person. I have very mixed feelings about Wes Anderson.
0: Really? Yeah. Because he's not good at making movies.
1: I love his aesthetic, but then he's just all aesthetic. And, like, his characters are a little unredeemable. What?
0: Dear listeners, my eyes are as wide open as they can be, which is not that wide. (laughs) I I don't open my eyes very wide at all. (laughs) But I'm still finally, like, Aaron is coming around to the right side of thinking. Wes Anderson is terrible.
1: So, um, for those keen listeners, the sound Uh, of our chat might change drastically in that this is being recorded over two weeks this
0: this episode was just so like emotional for us that we needed to to take a break and like i mean when when aaron says recorded over two weeks we literally mean two weeks we've been recording uh what is it now uh 127 hours Mm -hmm. um so hopefully we'll get a solid 15 minutes out of this
1: yeah to bring it back to uh, the rushmore comparison i think it is apt to compare this poem silence three to the mountain rushmore and that is a it is a desecration of a sacred space
0: Right, there was something beautiful that was there that was, yes, sacred, holy, and then someone literally put TNT to it to turn it into white guys on a mountain.
1: Old white dudes. And so I have done that to the art of poetry with Silence 3. This is my Rushmore. (laughs) In both senses. (laughs) In both senses. Last week, you mentioned you had a multitude of questions. I think we tackled two of them so far. Do you remember any of the rest?
0: Um. Yes. Okay. Uh, sits in silent content, but also in the modern sense of content. Mm-hmm. I, I was looking at that as something you could kind of play around with in this. So silence as a place for content to be created. And the... The composer writing on the blank page is creating content, but is content in his contentment.
1: Yes, I clearly, back in two thousand six, right, was ahead of my time with this. Yeah, double, you wanted
0: to be a content creator. A content a job creator that didn't exist
1: then. Exactly, and so I, I played with that double meaning. <laughs> that was my mic drop at the end of this poem. It's like this will make sense in twenty years. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like all those people who say that Shakespeare
0: made so much of our language. Well, people would have had to understand the words he put into his poems and like into his plays. So it wasn't like he invented them on the spot. They were probably being used somehow Yeah, so people would know what they were saying.
1: Yeah, yeah it's like when like Webster adds a word to the dictionary, it's like, Oh wow, that word's been used for decades, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Did you hear the the word of the year is gasoline? I thought it was gaslighting.
0: Yeah, gaslight. Just like, I, Aaron, you never listen to me. <laughs> I said are, gaslight. What are you talking about? Are you are you making a joke? Uh, yes. Come on. <laughs> You played right into my hands. You fool.
1: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That was decent, right? That was, that was good. That was a good joke. Dave. That was a very good joke. I'm hilarious. Yeah. Well, unless um, you listen to me talk other than that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm eager to um, end this trilogy. If you're okay Me too. with this being very short, I think we had like eleven minutes last week, and I don't Jeez. know. How, I don't know how. Uh, unless you, you have, do you have more? Can we say more well, in silence?
0: There, I thought I had one more thing. Okay, okay. Uh, I
1: don't want to leave you hanging here.
0: Yeah, well, this this is actually nothing because I realize I'm talking to high school Aaron here and mm-hmm. saying Mona Lisa. Like, what makes Mona Lisa impressive, to yeah. put it here?
1: And, like, it's I... It's just, like... It... Yeah. No, sorry, go. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's, go for it. No, I. it's... I'm looking at the two examples I pull. Mona Lisa and Rushmore. Yeah. Now, a high school perspective of a Midwesterner in 2006. Those are mm-hmm. the touchstones that I immediately drew for art. Right. Artists. It's very limited in its scope. <laughs> it's um I think it's just like, what's the best painting? Mona Lisa. What's the Of course. No, now to be fair, What's I, the best mountain turned into? <laughs> a art? rock sculpture. Um my family had done a South Dakota trip. No. I I think that was a little earlier. I had at least been to Rushmore. So no. that was one of the things that again.
0: If you wanted to, to take these notes and to edit your stupid poem.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, my my daughter has reminded me many a times that we don't say stupid. Oh, sorry. Apparently not that's stupid. A, that's a garbage rule. poem. <laughs> there we go. That's a rule at her school. So we're, yeah, trying, to, we're trying to take that out of our lingo. That's really tough, isn't it? <laughs> it's is so tough. Anyway. Ugh. Yes. So notes. Um, Give me a note. Well, the the thing I'm hearing,
0: like I'm saying, take all of these notes. Mm -hmm. You could do something like Martin Luther King Jr. in the uh, let freedom ring when he's saying let freedom ring to the top of the Washington Monument. Let freedom ring all across this nation. Mm -hmm. Let freedom ring at Stone Mountain. Right. This could be an interesting exploration of art. And, like, I remember really in high school enjoying some pieces by Wagner. I thought they were really beautiful. Mm. And then I learned later on that they were a part of the Ring Cycle. So I started to learn about the Ring Cycle, which is literally just anti-Semitism in music. Like, it's just it's propaganda it is literally yeah. just propaganda against jewish people like it it's horrific yeah so like talking about changing
1: sensibilities uh, as breaking silence yeah as like, as like um working against complacency art Ooh. art within society is 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 breaking the silence against complacency there's a thing there. There is a thing there. Yeah. And then it like, uh, I, I followed you because I was in the same preaching class about, um, the, <laughs> the, the Martin Luther King Jr. speech where yeah. the, the movement goes from a, a place that's associated at that point with civil rights to a place that's associated with, her, uh, the Confederacy and racism yes. still, still to this day, shall we say, but, um, right. that idea of, an all-encompassing it kind of catches you by surprise and it makes you think Mm -hmm. and it also tries to grasp at the scope of which uh for that point he wanted the freedom to be experienced Mm -hmm. so in this the the silence needs to enter this space and this space and could be the the work that is comparable to this and or this Yeah, something like that. Something there's something there, Dave. There's There's something there, there. and then the double meaning of content. We have a masterpiece like a um a Mona Lisa. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I really I'd need a better touchstone now.
0: (laughs) Banksy. Banksy. (laughs) I was gonna say Bankman. Oh, and that gosh. was wrong. <laughs> uh,
1: Dave, you're like fully living into like dad mode at this. <laughs> what's with my that God. bank man, dude? <laughs> what's, what, what's that bank man, dude? We got to end this now. Um. Oh my gosh. Okay, good or, good or garbage, Dave?
0: I would say,
1: well, even with all of
0: the the changes and ideas we've come up with, this is like a piece of origami paper. Have you ever use like real origami paper like it's it's kind of thin and it really holds a line well it's it's waiting to be molded um, exactly it's like waiting a, to be molded a blank so page. like you start you turn it into like a paper airplane but the airplane doesn't really work so you decide no i'm gonna make one of those like paper lanterns out of it and you you fold it and you mold it and you change it and you blow into it and it doesn't doesn't uh, unfurl in any way shape or form so then you say, well maybe I'll turn it into a boat like one of those boat like the little hat ones and you fold it some more and you kind of the the edges are losing definition and then you're doing the origami so fast that it accidentally lights on fire. I feel like this is a pretty universal experience for all of us-huh yeah uh, mm-hmm. so I I'd, I'd say it's it's a little bit like the the, the origam origami paper on fire.
1: Okay, yeah. Mm. Yep. Garbage no, just, uh, to safe. be thrown
0: away. Yeah.
1: Would you throw fire in a garbage can, Dave? That seems dangerous. If I
0: have a lid to put on top of the garbage can to choke
1: out the fire. There we go, yeah. See what I did there? Yeah, don't do it in your I shop, don't. though. You probably have oh a bunch gosh. of wood dust. Wood dust.
0: Bunch of wood dust, bunch of
1: rags covered in oil. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not that trash can. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, this is what a difference a week makes because I wasn't sure where to go, but a place where I have always encountered poems within the last 10 years of my life has been this choir concert that I am a part of where the middle is interspersed with poetry. Over the years, it was read by Susan Paulo Cherwin. And this is the first year of the, the Christmas Fest since uh, her, her death. And so I thought I would grab some Susan Paulo Cherwin poems. She wrote poetry. If um, this, she is a big name in. Uh, I mean, Dave, you're a fan. Maybe you could. I am. I'm a listeners.
0: huge fan of hers. She has written some of my all time favorite hymns. Um, she has just beautiful words to describe hope and fear and damnation and salvation. She is. Uh, she was an amazing poet, and I. Yeah, her gifts will be sorely missed by all who know her.
1: Yeah, so um, in honor of her, uh, <laughs> I don't know if she would consider this an honor, but um, <laughs> she, she, had a, she had a sense of humor. So um, I'm going to weave together three stanzas of two different hymns. Um, so this mm. first stanza is going to be from uh, In Deepest Night, and then um, this, uh, which is one of her probably most famous uh, laments that in in a, in a hymnal of ours, and then and uh,
0: literally my favorite hymn of all time.
1: Well, there we go. And then I'm gonna do two stanzas from one of her more recent published hymns, uh, which is called "In Sacred Manner." So uh, we're gonna weave this together, and maybe it will make sense to you why I chose these because of the, the theme of silence, but. Um, If it doesn't just enjoy these words. So uh, this this week, we're ending with the words of a true poet, Susan Palo Cherwin's in deepest night and in sacred manner. In deepest night in darkest days, when harps are hung, no songs we raise, when silence must suffice as praise. Yet sounding in us quietly, there is the song of God. In sacred manner, may we hear the pounding waves, the searing fire, the rushing wind, the singing night, the forest hymn, the loving choir. The morning stars shall sing, the morning stars shall sing. In sacred manner, may we live among the wise and loving ones, sit humbly at the sage's feet by four-legged, finned, and feathered ones. The animals will teach, the animals will teach. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have nothing to add. I just, yeah. her poetry always,
1: uh, always speaks to my heart. Yeah. And um, like I said, she's been one who has kept me surrounded by poetry in the last 10 years when I never thought I would. So yeah, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So with that, this has been <laughs> My Bad Poetry. Now go write some of your own bad poetry. Okay, I'm going to stop the recording.